Hey, yo, fellas, what's poppin'? How you doing? Welcome to the PGA video this week. Fellas, 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 what's poppin'? We just got the brand new Dollaruski shirt on. Might as well shout that out at the top of the show. Hope you all having a fantastic week. This shit's about to hit your airwaves probably on Tuesday night, maybe Wednesday morning. And we got the Amex, right? So, what do you have to know about this motherfucking tournament? Well, this thing is going to be a little bit different. No amateurs this year. And that's nice if you're somebody who's been, you know, probably trying to watch it on your phone. But in the past, there's a really good chance you weren't able to because there was a course on there that you just could not have any access to. No shot track or anything. You put your lineups in and you wake up the next morning hoping that they did something good. But now they're going down to two courses. There'll be more TV coverage on it. There will not be the, the amateurs on the course as well. It's not going to be a pro-am. So this is nice. You get the rotation of two courses still, but the better courses are what I would say here. So two courses because there's more tv coverage on them their shot tracker it makes playing dfs a lot more fun betting on this more possible to live bet some stuff right and just round leaders and understand what they were doing the day before you can actually bet now play showdowns and have some information with that so you have andrew landry coming back as the defending champion here and of course andrew landry he's not going to get a crazy salary bump but there's somewhat of a salary bump you have kevin Na winning last week 80 to 1 opening saw some people got that number and then he got bet down to like 50 to 1 he's in the field and he's priced up now into the 9k range and we're going to talk about a good amount of players today we're going to go salary range by salary range 10k plus 9 8 i'm gonna go down i have my projections done i have my rankings done ownership will be out tomorrow on patreon if you want to see the projections for players that i do myself along with the rankings and these will be updated up until thursday's lock time you can check it out down below over on patreon you got smacked with a couple pieces of information there a couple pieces of information here before we get into these specific salary range plays let me just tell you about the course right you have the stadium course and you have the nicholas course both of these courses are around 7100 yards they're both par 72s at this point and again this is going to be the first year where we do not have that third rotation so just for showdown purposes make sure you're keeping an eye on which course you are going to be playing on if you're just thinking about specific things and, and types of things to be looking for the distance the par 72 you're not going to have different types of i would just say and fairways will be different right but you're not going to have different types of greens right you're not going to have different types of grass out there the length it really isn't different at all it's like 40 yard difference that's not really going to affect how you kind of play these courses so again just keep that in mind but the course is changing andrew landry the defending champ here in this field as well you have john rom who has already withdrawn john rom was going to be one of the most expensive players in the field in that 10k plus range already John Ron has withdrawn from the storm. I think he was actually the most expensive. He's withdrawn, so he's not going to be pictured on here. But let's break down into this thing. Like, subscribe, do all of those things. I greatly appreciate that. Hit the notification bell. That's the big one, right? We're doing live streams basically every single day during the week, Monday through Friday, for the NBA right now. We're still putting out content for the NFL. The MMA is going to be coming out on Thursday, our first MMA video of the year on the channel for the Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier 257 fight. And then we have this golf content, and we'll slowly transition likely next week, maybe this week, maybe, maybe, maybe if we have some time into a live stream on Wednesday. I have to drive like six hours tomorrow on Wednesday. So uh, yeah, we probably won't be able to get it out, but maybe we will later in the day. So just do all those things. The video is brought to you by Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is a player prop site, but it's not just straight up player props, right? You can bet on the over-under fantasy points over there for these golfers. You can bet on the over-under of amount of birdies they make, right? But there's a lot of other game modes, not just for PGA, not just for golf, but a lot of other areas. If you use the promo code VETRI, that is V-E-T-R-I, you'll get a free money bonus up to 50 bucks. You put in 20 bucks, bam, you got 20. It could be a weird fucking number. If 17 is your favorite number, you put in 17 bucks, bam, double your money. You got $34 in your Monkey Knife Fight account. It's player props. It's a ton of fun. I think that DFS is a load of fun. I love it. I play it every single night since the NBA is back now daily. I love playing golf. I love playing NFL. I love playing XFL. That's gone. MMA is now back up, and we're going to be getting into that with projections on Patreon. But yes, player props are a different type of animal, I would say, right? It's a little bit less stressful. You don't have to worry about building a whole lineup. It's a lot easier to actually get it done. You find player props that you like. You can check that out. Any questions you have on Monkey Knife Fight or a specific prop, leave them in the comments down below. But check 
check it out. Link down below, Monkey Knife Fight. Again, that code Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. Should probably spell that out real, right? V-E-T-R-I so people actually sign up, use the code, and we can fund this channel. The lights that I got on me right now, they won't shut off midway through because we can't pay the bills because the Monkey Knife Fight's paying our bills right now. So V-E-T-R-I, you sign up over there, let some know that you came from me from that free money bonus. So I got the projections up on the right in my rankings as we crack down into this thing right now. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. In this 10K plus range, you got guys like Cantley. It's now only four guys and not five. Sometimes we get six guys, but just four guys with John Rom withdrawing here. I don't really love any of these guys. It's going to be an ownership thing for me. I assume that Patrick Reed will be one of the highest owned, if not the highest owned guy in this event this weekend. Definitely in this range up here. I know that people are going to probably stay away from guys like Brooks Kepka, like Tony Finau to an extent. You've been seeing Patrick Cantley. You've been seeing somewhat Tony Finau. We haven't seen Brooks Kepka since December 6th when he missed the cut at the OHL, right? Now we saw him playing very well at Houston. And then on Houston, he got that hot weekend, right? He finished top five at Houston back in November. And then he was at the Masters. So people are like, okay, now this is a nice time to maybe play Brooks. He's in Masters mode. He just finished with a top five and he played well. He finished seventh overall. Then the missed cut. This form was looking very good for him, right? He was gaining with the putter. He was gaining off the tee for the first time at Houston. And it seemed to translate to the Masters. We don't have data at the OHL, but I'm okay to get to Brooks Kepa. Now, look, I, I don't really want to play if I'm starting my lineup with just one lineup, single entry, three max, that type of stuff. I'm probably more likely to start in the 9K range and build with a balanced approach this week. But I don't think Brooks Kepka is going to be picking up all that much ownership. If you're looking at the guys in this upper range up here, I think that Brooks Kepa probably comes in massively under-owned here, whether it's people worrying about injuries, not seeing him lately. Last time seeing him was a missed cut. So yeah, Patrick Cantley, all these guys up here, Patrick Reed, these guys, Tony Fina, probably going to be 25% owned, 20% owned at the very least. Reed might push 30% since he's relatively cheap. So Brooks Kepa would be my favorite play for GBPs factoring in the ownership. I think that Patrick Cantley, when you're looking at a, a projection standpoint, probably grades out the best for you. And I think that's why the ownership will be flocking there. I think Patrick Cantley, Tony Fina are fine options. If I'm looking for one for leverage in this range, I opt to just not play in this range. But Brooks Kepa, I'm fine to get to him at $10,800 because people just won't be going there. And when it comes to DFS golf, projections are very important. They allow you to understand where the value lies between some players. But if the projections are leading everybody to the same player and that fantasy player's projection, especially in golf, is only a couple points off, like a Brooks Kepka and a Patrick Reed or a Brooks Kepka and a Tony Finau, the most powerful thing in DFS, usually in the most case, but definitely in golf, which is such a variant sport, is to just fade chalky players. Now, you don't always want to be doing this in every single spot in your lineup, but you want to make sure you're doing it strategically. Like Patrick Reed, yes, we saw him at the Tour of Champions. He finished 21st. That field was only 44 golfers. He did not have a fantastic outing. He was terrible on approach. The putter has been remaining godly for his entire career at this point, right? The last 20 rounds, he's gained two strokes with the putter on average per event. But it's not like we saw Patrick Reed playing well. And it's not like he's dirt cheap, like $9,500. He's still in the $10,000 range. So if the ownership's going to flock there, I can make cases for really anybody else in the range. Why not go to the one who's going to probably be single digit ownership? So let's give ourselves some Brooks Kepka in the top range with the kind of, a, you know, little caveat for you right there, a little asterisk by it that this 10K range for me is something that I can kind of gloss over. And now we got a nice slide to you for the 9K range. And oh, this 9K range is where it starts getting juicy. We start seeing some nice flame and yawn, some nice hunks of man meat in this section. Some people right now are turning off their podcast. They're turning off the video. They're like, this kid, I can't do it right now. Hunks of man meat. Put that on. Also, I was going to say put it on a t-shirt. The Dollaruskis came in today. I'm blocking it with this microphone. Terrible, terrible trying to market my own merch on here. Look, look, the merch is for fun, right? The merch is for me to wear, honestly. Some of my friends bought a ton of it. It's, it's cool to see them sending me Snapchats. And some people out there are, are atting me on Twitter. I don't expect to get rich off of the merchandise that we're making here, but some people were asking for it. So we said, hey, we're going to give the fellas and the lady fellas something to wear out there. And it seems like people are enjoying it right now. So it's cool to see some of that stuff. But the Dalaruski shirt's feeling real nice right now. We're going to have to get the hunks of man meat on here. And honestly, the hunks of man meat in this range has a good amount on them. And there's some motherfucking youngins, right? You have Sanjay up there. He's young. People think he's like 30 years 
years old. My, my man is like early 20s, maybe the youngest in this range. You have Matthew Wolf, you have Scotty Scheffler. I think these guys are going to start to pick up ownership. Really no reason to get away from Sanjay. He continues to pile on some ownership. I expect Sanjay not going to be the most owned in this range, but that might be Scotty Scheffler. But here's the thing. If I'm going to be fading all the high-owned guys in the previous range, that $10,000 range, I'm okay to start my lineup with Scotty Scheffler. I like the way that Scotty Scheffler sets up here. He's top five right now in this field and off the tee. He's top five in tee to green play. And this is not somewhere where you have to kind of, you know, you can club down. So you don't have to worry about your off the tee play, but it's not like it's going to be something that's a hazard for you if you're still going to hit it far here, right? It just means that players that aren't as long off the tee or maybe a little bit better with their irons have a better shot here. So Scotty Shuffler for me is somebody that I'm okay getting to. I expect ownership to be high. If you remember back at the Houston Open, he was like 40 something percent owned. He was 14% owned at the Tournament of Champions where he was fine, finished 13th, had the top 20 at the Masters. He's been making the cut pretty consistently. He's at $9,500 now, but he's a scorer. That's the thing, right? He finished third here last year in his first outing, and he's just a scorer. He, he was somebody who could have won this event last year. I believe he was leading after the first round or the weekend, and he ended up losing it, ended up finishing third. But when you're talking about players that you just want to put up birdies here, Top six right now, sixth overall, Scotty Shuffler. And another man on this track that I think might set up even better. And let's make him a yes right now because the ownership's going to be lower on him. He's going to grade out as somebody who looks really good here. Off the tee is there. The overall driving distance is fantastic. But somebody that's even better than Scotty Scheffler as of last year's stats, we don't have that much of a sample this year, is Matthew Wolf at $9,700. Matthew Wolf, fourth last year in birdie or better. He's fourth overall in approach. Still fine tee to green. The ball striking is a top five player in this field. Matthew Wolf is somebody that I like a lot. I don't, I don't really like the number to bet him outright. And also I should call out that I'm trying to find creators a tandem really for a betting channel for Tuesday mornings for this golf, right? Golf moving forward. I would like to be doing it, but there's some other stuff that I have to put some of my energy towards this DFS video, the NBA DFS, some other stuff and off season projects that I have to do behind the scenes. So I would like to add a tandem. If there's anybody out there that creates DFS betting content, you already have a nice setup, a nice camera, potentially some lights, video, all that type of stuff. Then yeah, reach out to me on Twitter at SalvageDFS, looking to add somebody for pay on Tuesday mornings, not just one person, but a tandem to talk some betting, golf betting. You have to have the education, the education as well. So you can schmack other people around. I give you the education, you take it in your hand and you schmack some other people around. I know we got like one or two old heads in the group right now that are just like, this motherfucker says schmack one more time and I'm turning off the video. So we just lost about three people. That's fine. We're going to keep on going here. So Matthew Wolf and Scotty Shuffler are guys that I like this week. If you're asking right now, I do think that Patrick Lee will be the highest owned. Again, it's early in the week. Some things can change, but I do think he'll be highest owned in that 10k plus range i do think that scotty scheffler picks up the most ownership in this 9k range i have no interest in kevin na one last week i'm fine to get away from that i really have no interest in ricky fowler and i don't think anybody else will be i think out of all these guys that are 8k and above outside of maybe phil mickelson who's 8800 ridiculously priced at this point really just up there because he has a couple of top three finishes in the last five years that is phil mickelson but ricky fowler probably not going to be high owned he's normally in these larger field events even though he's priced up in the 8% range, right? 7% is last time out there. He just hasn't been playing well. We saw him at the Masters show some life, but that was a 29th, right? At this price point, we need better than a 29th. The ceiling, we really haven't seen it as of late. I mean, if we're talking full field events, it wasn't since last March that we've seen a top 20 finish. The WGC was not a full field event back in July at St. June or August at St. June where he's finished 15th. So I'm not going to be betting on a guy who's shown no pulse, no life just because of the ownership game. I can just do that by going to Brooks Kepka in the upper range who's actually shown something there. So Matthew Wolf and Scotty Shuffler, my favorite plays in the nine K range, have nothing against Abraham Answer. He missed a cut last week. He finished second here last year. I don't think people are just going to hop off of answer. I still think that people are smart enough to go back to him. His game sets up so perfectly here. Like you saw the second place finish last year. He ends up just hitting every single fairway. He's one of the most accurate hitters on tour, but I do think that the ownership follows that. Now, I don't think it's going to be the highest owned in this range, but I do think probably behind Scotty Shuffler, he comes in 1A, 1B in this range for ownership. Russell Henley, he's missed 
three out of his last four. He's missed his last three cuts that he's come here in three of his last four years. Henley's okay to go to here. He's the number one ball striker in this field. He's number one in T to green play. No issues getting to Henley. I do think his ownership will be pretty similar to Answer though and somewhat similar to Scheffler. So I just rather go to those guys. Matthew Wolf, I expect to be somewhat low on. If you want to start your lineup, a really good way, in my opinion, Scotty Scheffler and Matthew Wolf, or just fade the ownership on Scotty Scheffler, start your lineup with Matthew Wolf, and then dive into the lower nines or the 8K range. We could talk about that 8K range now. I think that's a pretty appealing way to go this week. And we can close out right now with the 8K range before we get into that large 7K range. There's one guy not on the screen. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're, we're not we're not discriminating against Mr. Ryan Moore. There he is. But we can only fit so much, so we'll scroll when we need to. In this 8K range, you know, the top of it's not that great. Phil Mickelson, I already mentioned it. He's only up here because of course history. If you're playing Phil Mickelson this weekend, you probably are looking at his stats just from the champion store, where he's won a couple of times in just a couple of his outings so far. I have no interest going to Phil Mickelson here. We really haven't seen much life. Like a 55th at the Masters and making the cut is the most life that you've seen out of Phil Mickelson, right? He finished second at the WGC St. Jude's back in August. That was actually somewhat surprising, gaining four strokes T to green and just playing well, well everywhere. But that's the only pulse you've probably seen out of Phil Mickelson that's not counting, which is going to be in a couple of weeks now. I think it, I think it might be next week or two weeks, the AT&T Pro-Am, right? If you're not counting the Pro-Am, which it might actually be in early February, that's where he just finishes like top five, him and Jason Day like every single year. If you're not counting that, Jordan Smith has success there as well. If you're not counting the Pro-Am, you really haven't seen much life at all outside of that one WGC back in August out of Phil Mickelson. No interest for me to go to Phil Mickelson here, given the course history, even I'm still not going to be getting there. So I do think the ownership in this range will probably come to Adam Long, who won here back in 2018. I think I said at the end or at the beginning of the show, I usually confuse these two guys, Andrew Landry and Adam Long. I think I said Landry. Landry was the winner last year. I usually confuse those two guys, but Adam Long will probably pick up some ownership in this range. He's been playing well. I'm just going to full on fade it. I think Pat and Kazire probably picks up a little bit of ownership, but the guys that I really want to lean towards, Lonzo Griffin is fine. I usually play him when he's in the low sevens or six K range. He's fine. Price stop. Probably don't want to get there as much, but guys that I think are appropriately priced. Paul Casey is just okay, right? He's going to be like 5% owned. He's basically been in this single digit ownership the last couple of times we've seen him at the Masters. He was 5%. He's been struggling, right? Masters 5%, the Zozo in the CJ Cup. He was just 7% owned last year, but he's been decent, right? 38th finish at the Masters, a 35th at the Zozo, playing decent. The big, big thing for him is the putter. He had it for a little while, a stretch back in November and August. Then he's lost it since then. First time seeing Paul Casey as well, coming off of a 21st place finish last time that he was here. What you get out of Paul Casey is someone who's going to be long, eighth overall and off the tee play. So he's going to be really good with the driver. And then he's fine in approach play, right? You get him 11th in approach right now. He's fourth in ball striking. That sets up nicely for this course. So for somebody not picking up ownership, I'm okay to go to it. Now, somebody who is picking up some ownership finished sixth place here last year. His game sets up so well in this spot. You have Sam Burns, who's really good off the tee, but just also a pretty solid ball striker. And then you also get the scoring out of Sam Burns, right? So you have right now in this field, Sam Burns at his price point is currently top 10 in birdie or better. That's good to see. Sam Burns is somebody who just hits fairways and scores overall. Now, last time we saw him, he was very chalky. I'm considering him being average ownership. Like, I don't think he comes in 20% owned. Maybe he gets to 15%, but probably around 12 to 14% owned this week. We saw him at 32% back in the Houston Open uh, last year, right before the Masters. Massive ownership in a very weak field because he's just been playing very well, right? So what you're getting out of Sam Burns is last time you saw him at the Houston Open, a seventh place finish. And now basically a seventh, a 34th, a 28th, a seventh, a 13th, a 17th. Like he's getting these top finishes. Now he's priced up though. Can he come through for you when he's not $7,800 or $7,500? And now he's in this 8K range. I think I trust him if we're talking about the 8K range here. I like the the fact that in back-to-back appearances here, he's looked very good in 18th and a sixth. You can take that 5% course history bump for him that I would factor in. Nothing major there, but just another notch on the belt for him. 60 to one odds. I've already bet Sam Burns to win this event. I like Sam Burns a good amount this week, especially at this price point. If you want to start to line up off with Matthew Wolf and then jump down into this range or Matthew Wolf and a Scotty Scheffler, Matthew Wolf and an answer, and then go down to a Sam Burns. I like that. You're kind of building a very similar profile here. If you're going with a Sam Burns and a Matthew Wolf, you're building around guys that are very good off the tee, right? Two of the top five players, arguably in this field and off the tee and distance overall. And then guys that pick up scoring two top 10 birdie or better guys. I like that. If we're looking at the 8K and above range, those are some of my thoughts. Guys that I can just fade in this range and just not getting to just don't 
really have interest in some of these other guys, right? Like Brian Harmon's okay. Siwoo Kim's okay. Probably prefer Lonzo to those two guys, but I prefer Paul Casey and Sam Burns to the rest. Not going to get the Cameron Champ. Sets up nicely from an off-the-tee standpoint. Nothing with the putter. Really nothing below average in approach in this field, and that's what I'm trying to wait a little bit more this week. Hence why we're getting to Paul Casey this week. Hence why we have even more interest in a guy like Matthew Wolf this week who's fourth in this field in approach. Let's now go to the 7K range. And as we go through these ranges, you're just going to notice, so I'm going to have to obviously scroll. These are these are big ranges, right? We're going to have to scroll through. Don't worry, we're not cutting anybody off. But as we go down through these ranges, you're going to start to notice some things like when I start to talk about ownership, it's not going to matter as much. I'm not going to talk about ownership as much in these ranges, but you can find all the ownership on Patreon link down below. And we won't be talking as much about ownership. Not that it doesn't matter all that much, but because a lot of the ownership is just going to be gravitated from that 8K plus range. Some guys in this range will be picking up ownership. I'll touch on them in a second. So when we get to this range, we can look up top. The guy that I faded last week and had no interest in, I got it's missed a cut here last year, but before that, and also this event is in California, by the way, the previous two weeks we've been on the lovely spots, the lovely tropics of Miami, if you will. And that's the second motherfucking time I've said that. I said that last week too. I said Miami. They were in Hawaii, right? I said that last week, I think too. I think I might've cut it out. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I left it in there as an Easter egg. So people would just be like, is this guy really think that they're in Miami? Is this guy know what he's talking about? They're in Hawaii two weeks in a row. I don't know why I relate to two of those things. I think, I think whenever I use the word tropical, just Miami comes to mind because I haven't been to Hawaii. I've been to Miami and I just picture that's kind of like what Hawaii is, except a lot more low key, a lot less clubbing and a lot less people coming up to you on the streets that are just saying, Hey, Hey, uh, uh, weed and Coke, weed and Coke. Right. I mean, literally I was walking back in an ice cream sandwich at like one in the morning with my cousin walking back to our hotel and like five guys approached us if we wanted to buy any drugs. And we we're just like, we got to get the fuck out of here. I think we just lost like three more old heads, but it's okay. We're down six views. We're still going right now. Hopefully we got a couple people still on board, but yeah, Charles Howell, the third was somebody that I ended up passing up last week because he's the course history. God, everybody's playing him in the 8k range just because his course history. I get it. It's very impressive. I get it. He likes this place, but it's not like he's ever winning you the events. He had a couple of runner up finishes. If he does that in the 8k range, sure. I'm screwed. But if he does basically anything else, keeps getting you his 21st place finishes, his 17th, maybe even misses the cut for you. Then I'm fine and I'm okay. And I'm fine to be fading him. I get away from that chalk. And last week he ended up yet again, coming in with some ownership. He ended up being around 18% owned, 20% owned in a lot of contests. And he finished fine. The people that played him probably didn't hate themselves. And the people that didn't play him it was okay you probably had some more upside somewhere else you finished 19th overall that's just okay that's fine and now i like to get to him in this spot i think it'll be a little bit less owned he didn't ruin anybody last week but he's never been a flashy guy right now he's been very consistent 34th 46th 30th 23rd 19 he's actually been improving each of his last four weeks if you will and not only his finishing positions but his strokes gain total his t to green plays approach play all those things have really been coming into form for him and he's somebody that if you're looking at the stats on the screen that take into account his last 50 rounds so a lot of last year is a very bad approach play player so you might be saying so why we want to play this guy we're trying to look at the approach play. It's not as long of a course. You don't have to worry about off the tee as much. He's a very good putter. He's a very good around the green player. How is this going to be setting up for him? And I just say, look at his recent performances, right? If you want to look at the last 50 rounds, not going to look as good. But if you want to look at the last 50 rounds, a guy dealing with a lot of injuries like Gary Woodland is also going to look fantastic here. We can't just be looking at the last 50 rounds. It's a nice gauge and a nice spot to look at. We want to dig a little bit further back and really a little bit more recently. So his last four events, you're seeing some nice approach play, some nice tee to green play. The putter is always going to be consistent for Charles Howell. I think he's a nice option at the upper 7K range. Again, not a priority option for me in a large field GPP. I, I, I question and I think that there's a lack of a ceiling for Charles Howell. I mean, I'm scrolling right now to remember the last time that Charles Howell won and it was the RSM back in 2018 in November, right? So we're looking at a little over two years now from the last time that Charles Howell won. And I think the reason that I forget is because outside of that time, I'm pretty sure he hasn't won since, I mean, somebody can refresh my memory. Let me scroll right now. I think it's been like 20, 2007. It was either the Sony Open or he's never won the Sony, the Nissan Open back in 2007, February 18. So the, I lack the ceiling here, but if you're playing in like a small field event, which I always advocate for these large field millionaire makers, sure, 
sure it's your money play them but you're never going to win and you're just going to waste your money and hit the deposit button and then eventually you're going to get frustrated and then eventually your wife's going to leave you because you're spending too much money on dfs and sports betting and then eventually you're going to find yourself in a really toxic environment i'm just trying to help you right now single entry and three max the single entry and three max will stop the 50 percent the divorce rate 52 percent whatever it is single entry and three max contest will probably drop that by about i don't know like five percent we'll drop this we will drop the divorce rate by five percent if people just play single entry and three max and stop blowing their money and hitting the deposit button because your favorite content creator is saying that he's trying to win the million maker and he loses 150 of his lineups every single week and then he's sitting there now he's gone right whoever this person might be right anything like that back to reality right now we're getting off the rails right now and if you haven't uh, already seen i'm recording in the afternoon today i normally record in the morning maybe you can tell because just my eyes don't look like fucking crazy but yeah i'm recording in the afternoon because i got to do some stuff in the morning tomorrow so we get a little bit more energy in us if you like this and you're having a good time and you haven't left already maybe maybe we can start recording in the afternoon a little bit more we want to scroll down a little bit more i think people think this guy is going to be a chalk donkey i think the fact that he's in the seven range i think the fact that there's other there's more than just 100 people that you follow on Twitter and the 100 experts that cover PGA. There's more than just those people playing. So I think Doc Redman's a fine play. I think he looks really good. I think Doc Redman's approach play makes sense here. I think that his around the green play sucks everywhere he goes, right? But that's something that I think he knows. I think that if you want to be fading him, it's because you think, one, the ownership comes in high, and two, his around the green game. But you're looking at this guy who's probably in this fate, in this range. More times than not, Doc Redman is probably like an $8,400 golfer. We haven't seen him much, but he finished fourth at the Bermuda. We fi- saw him finishing third at the Safeway. So there's a ceiling on him there. Now, in there is a couple of missed cuts. So again, you can fade him, but he's very bad around the green. Last time we saw him, he was decent. Lost 6.7 strokes at the Houston Open, barely made the cut, and then just flamed out on the weekend because of his around the green play. But everywhere else is pretty solid for him. You're not going to see a terrible short game when it comes to just the overall putting. It's just the around the green play in general. In this range, he's 13th overall in strokes gained total. If you want to just talk about a guy who can actually go out there and score for you, he's right now top half in this field and birdie or better averages. So Doc Redman would be the guy for me around 7,500 that I like. And now there's some other guys as well. We were on him last week. I'm fine to go right back to the man, Sepp Straka. Sepp Straka's game has completely turned around. Sepp Straka is somebody that you would just be concerned every single week that he was going to miss the cut. Sepp Straka has now made six straight cuts. Last week, we were very high on him in that lower 7K range. He comes out. He might have been 7K flat or 7,100. He comes out and he finishes 25th. We're raking in some dollar ruskies. He gains strokes basically everywhere. Four strokes on approach. The approach play is what I'm looking for here this week. You're getting a top 25 approach play player in this field. You're getting somebody that also picks up scoring. He's 13th in this field or birdie or better. I like Sepp Straka right now for $100 less more than, if we're going to see a high ownership number, more than Doc Redman. As it stands early in the week, I don't think you're going to see either of these guys coming in with overwhelming ownership. Maybe Redmond gets the 10%. Rarely around $7,500 or below do you see guys picking up like 20, 25% ownership, really even 15%. So I would say that Straka and Redmond probably maybe cancel each other out, pick up like 8% a piece. People are going to be going to some other guys in this range, like James Hunt. People are going to be going to some other guys in this range that usually pick up ownership, like Joel Damon, Chris Kirk to an extent. So the guys that I like in this range, Charles Howell up top. But I honestly personally, like all the guys I'm saying, I probably get past Charles Howell. I go down to Doc Redmond. I go down to Sepp Straka. And then you can go down a little bit more here towards the bottom of the screen right now before I scroll. A guy really doesn't pick up any ownership, won't pick up ownership compared to those guys. Somebody that has been very cold as of late. He missed the cut at the Sony. So coming off of a missed cut, the last time that we've seen him actually start to perform was a fifth at the CJ Cup, was a fourth at the Houston Open. And that is Mr. Taylor, G-O-O-C-H, Taylor Gooch. So at Taylor Gooch at 7,400, again, prefer Strzok at the same price point, prefer Doc Redman. But those guys, there's going to be no ownership on Taylor Gooch. In this range in general, many guys won't have much, but those guys are going to be siphoning all the ownership at the exact same price point, basically, as Taylor Gooch. And Taylor Gooch checks boxes of what we're looking for here. We're looking for somebody who's overall good strokes game player. He has the short game in him. He's above average where his price is around average. He's above average in this field when it comes to approach, when it comes to ball striking. He's a fine scorer as well. I think he's top 25 or borderline top 25 right now in this field. So again, prefer Doc Redman, prefer right now Straka, but then Charles Howell and Taylor Gooch are other options in this range. You scroll down, you can see some other guys I have some faint interest in. Not going to have too much. I'm just going to be fading the overall ownership in this range. So if guys like John Hahn at $7,200 pick up ownership, I'm probably not going to be getting there. If I want to look right now, my projections on Patreon, which you can find every single player 
player for this event that's going to be projected for ownership rankings. If I want to look in this range, I currently have Doc Redman at 76.8 points. I have Charles Howell for about a point more, but again, the price points in there. And I have Sepp Strzok at 76.4. So they're basically virtual evens. But here's the big thing. I have Taylor Gooch at 77 projected points. So Taylor Gooch, I actually have right now, again, all these guys, 76.8, 76.4, and 77. They're basically all projecting out for the exact same amount of points. But it's just worth mentioning if Doc Redman and uh, Sepp Straka pick up, let's just say, 8 to 10% ownership and Gooch is 1%, and you already have the chalkier guys up top, whether it's a Scotty Scheffler, whether it's a Patrick Reed or one of those guys up top like a Cantley, this is one way that in the mid-range, yeah, now you're going to have probably a 2 or 3% owned guy in your lineup is already unique, I would say, at that point. That closes up the 7K range. Some other guys you can see on the screen if you're looking on the YouTube version. Nobody that stands out a major amount. Now, there's obviously a lot of guys in this range. will be in my player pool. Roy Sabatini, Max Homa, Molinari, I'm okay taking some stabs on. Kevin Streelman's in this range that I do like. Wyndham Clark. There's some other guys, right? Upper top range is some other guys as well. Keegan Bradley coming off of a nice day yet again from his T to green play. Let's now move to the 6K range. Don't really have to touch too much $6,500 and below, but there are some guys in this 6K range towards the top that I think are appealing. You have Denny McCarthy here. You're basically banking on a putter, a hot putter, somebody that because of his putter, he still remains like a top 30 birdie or better player. But if you scroll down a little bit more, you have Charles on here. Charles, a top 20 birdie or better player from last year. I think Charles actually is going to be in a player pool of mine. So I'll note him right now. But then let's scroll down a little bit more. And I believe this is my top value play as of my recording of this. And now value is going to be a little bit subjective. Oh no, my second overall value play value is going to be a little bit subjective because the cheaper you are, the better your odds of being value are in DraftKings golf, right? Because if you're just a decent play in the 6k range, you're probably going to pop up with some good value. So if you're looking at my projections on Patreon, don't be sitting there and being like, all right, look at look how close my hand looks because I got the zoom on. I get the zoom on so it takes away my green screen so it doesn't chop up a little bit. So I'm putting my hand literally right above my face right now. Makes my hand look like it's like three times the size of my face. Fucking crazy. In this range, there's guys I like. You, you know, you got Pat Perez here. You got Kyle Stanley dug in, but I think the guy I'm going to like the most from a projection standpoint right now, you don't really have to worry about ownership too much. You're probably blindly playing a little bit here based on just overall experience. You're probably somewhat blindly playing the projection, but you're also seeing some recent format of him and that's Mark Hubbard. Hubbard made the cut last week. Hubbard came in last week, 32nd overall. He was very good with the putter. The putter gained 4.6 six strokes overall with his putter. That's the thing that really kept him afloat, but he's a good putter in general. He's ranked 41st in this field in putting. He's fine around the green and his approach play is above average. 54th overall in approach. Now last week he was losing strokes tee to green and off the tee. I don't care about off the tee as much here. As long as you're not in some crazy hazards, I just don't care as much, right? That off the tee is going to pull down your tee to green. So they're kind of correlated, but he gained strokes on approach. He gained strokes with the putter yet again, and he overall gained three strokes. That's the most strokes we've seen since the October CJ cup. That's his best finish since kind of the summer of last year where he was piling up these top 15 finishes every other week. It's seemed like at the Wyndham, at the Rocket Mortgage. I believe at the Northern Trust, he had a nice finish as well. But Mark Hubbard here at $6,700, he's appropriately priced. It's not like he's crazy underpriced. I think that Mark Hubbard could probably come in like $7,200 in this slate, and then I really wouldn't have any interest. So the fact that he's a couple hundred dollars more, he's my number two overall value. Value means point per dollar. So again, that doesn't mean anything crazy for golf. It's just because he's cheap, but he still does grade out the best in this range of guys. So Mark Hubbard in the 6K range, the entire 6K range, I probably like the most. And if you're talking about the upper 6K range, definitely. Adam Shanks in this range. Some other guys just deserve somewhat of a name drop. Scott Stallings is here. Luke List, Bo Hogg are going to be guys in my player pool, but there's not much to go in depth with. I would prefer in this range the most Mark Hubbard. I would prefer because I'm skipping out on the 10K range probably more times than not, starting in the 9 and 8K range. I don't have to touch the 6K range as much, and I gave you about four or five guys I really like in the 7K range. That's kind of like early on where a quote unquote core is for me, but that's where I'm at right now. In this range, Mark Hubbard looks good. If I'm looking at my projections right now around Mark Hubbard in that range, in the $6,500 plus range, you have Bryce Garnett at $6,600 who stands out for me. You have Bo Hogg down at $6,500 who stands out. At least as a value relative to some of these players. Scott Stallings, we've already touched on at 6,600. Those are guys based on my projection model that I have that look pretty good. Now let's go to $6,400 and below and just touch on guys if you really are trying to punt it at this spot. I don't, I'm not going to be trying to punt all that much, to be honest with you. Like it's a slate where, again, we're skipping out on the 10 range. These guys, ownership wise, you don't have to worry about it. You're hoping for a, a made cut and then maybe finishes 
like a top 40 or top 30 with some sort of scoring upside here. The guys that I think are the best are towards the bottom. Hank Lebiota at $6,100 is probably my favorite option if you're just looking for a complete punt. It's nothing compared to his overall scoring upside. It's just the fact that he's so cheap. And Hank Lebiota probably deserves to be like 6,500 on this slate, maybe even 66, 67. So the fact that he's going to be here at $6,100 is going to be a little bit down, right? He missed a cut last week, but you got a 38th at the OHL. You got a 16th at the Bermuda. He basically made the cut four straight weeks, a 21st, a 44th, and a 16th to close out last year. Made the cut at the OHL to finish off the year, then missed the cut last year. He was just bad everywhere, right? He lost off the tee. He lost putting. He just ended up missing a cut barely, really. So Hank Lebiota at 6100 if you're just looking for a cut maker down here at $6,100, I think that he's at least decent to look at. He's towards the bottom down here. He's not going to be ruled as a yes because I don't think you have to play these guys, but there he is highlighted right now on YouTube. If you want to look at that, some other options that are down here, they're up towards the top range. You have a $6,400 Will Gordon. I would rather play Troy Merritt at $6,400. I would probably even rather play Sean O'Hare at $6,400, who Sean O'Hare right now, if you're looking at Superdraft, not the sponsor of this show, that's Monkey Knife Fight. Again, if you want my bills and my lights to stay on in this video to actually continue recording, check out Monkey Knife Fight, promo code Vetri, V-E-T-R-I. But if you're looking at Sean O'Hare on Monkey Knife Fight, he's not going to be a priority play for me, but he's going to be somebody that actually stands out over there, right? Maybe a top 10 play, something like that, because his, his overall right now projection looks decent for the price point, but Sean O'Hare has a 1.65x multiplier. So that's at least something worth pointing out. But other than that, yeah, Hank Labiota, those types of guys in this range look decent. Roger Sloan at $6,300 and Will Gordon are at least worth some other mentions, but that's it. You know the 6K range. You're probably not playing around with it. You probably listen to another one or two podcasts this week and they're like, ah, you know the 6K range. You're probably not playing around with it. So now I'm a broken record. But anyways, let's close off the show. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, do all those things. Check out the presenting sponsor of this show. And if you want the projections, rankings, and ownership that I make, you want to keep the lights on here over at Vetri Media LLC, the Sal Vetri YouTube channel. It's not a lie. That's the actual name of the business. Vetri Media LLC. You want to keep these lights on for the business, the business with a D. Appreciate it if you sign up for Patreon, patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore. A lot of sports over there right now. The NFL season closing up. The NBA is in the full swing of things. The MMA is starting back up. Already did last week, right? You also have the PGA right here we're talking about. It's so a lot of stuff over there to get even more value, get smacked around with some more information. I appreciate you all a ton. I'll see you all in the next one. Check it out. View the live streams for NBA. Maybe we'll get a live stream for the PGA tomorrow. Any questions, let me know in the Discord for patrons or in the comments down below. You all rock. My name's Sal. Best of luck this weekend at the American Express. Peace out, gang.